0: morning everybody how y'all doing this morning how about how about that uh, that worship set huh? i tell you what i was yeah you can clap for that because i was just sitting there um Luckily, we had a few minutes built in to kind of collect ourselves because I was out of breath. I'm like, I got to preach. I just, I just lost everything. I used it all up there worshiping, but it was, it was amazing. Um, my name is Raph. I'm the student pastor here, if, if you all don't know me. Um, if, if you're a guest or, or your first time here, I'm so, so glad you're here. We're happy to have you. So glad you came to worship with us today. So thank you for coming. Um, this morning we're going to continue on. Uh, this is week two of our new series, That's What Jesus Said. That's what Jesus said. And um, full full disclosure, I'll tell you guys up front. When uh, when Randy, our senior pastor, asked me to preach one of these messages, I thought, man, this is this is gonna be awesome because Jesus said so many amazing things. Like I, I and I get to pick one. Like it's it's gonna be great. I was I was really excited about it. Then um then last week I sat down to try and write something, and I was like. Jesus said so many amazing things. Like, this is going to be really hard. Like, how do I even choose? Where do I, where do I start? Where do I begin? Uh, so um, that, that's just me being honest. But eventually, as, as, he, always, as he always does, God kind of uh, nudged me in the right direction. And, uh, and actually, he did it as I was going over my notes from, from Tony's message last week. And uh, if, if you missed that, I encourage you to go online on our website and, and check out the podcast. Because Tony gave a, a great message. And it was about um, the, the Great Commission. And this idea that that making disciples isn't just something for pastors or for church leaders or or, um, for the spiritually elite, but but that it's for everyone. It's for everyone who wants to call themselves a a follower of Jesus, a a Christian. And and so... um, one of the things that really stood out to me uh, was, was um, the, the verses that we looked at last week in, in uh, the book of John, chapter 3. Uh, most of you know the, the first one, John 3, 16, one of the most famous verses in all of Scripture. A lot of people know that one. For, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And, and we get that. We, we love that verse, right? That one's, I hope it gives you hope. I mean, we put our faith in, in, in Jesus and, and we get to spend eternity with, with God in, in heaven. He, he made a way for us to have that relationship. And that is amazing. It's amazing. But what, what really stood out to me last week that I had never really looked at before um, was how John ends that chapter. In the very last verse, John three thirty six. Um, whoever believes in the son has eternal life. Again, he's he's, uh, he's emphasizing John 3.16 again. In case you missed it, put your faith in Jesus. You you have eternity in heaven with with the Father. But then he continues, and this is a part I never really paid attention to, if, if I'm being honest. But whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. And, and, and that's kind of where my, my mind went this, this week as I was thinking through what I wanted to share with you all. Uh, the idea is that if we really want to follow Jesus, then, then we must obey his commands. That's, that's, not a, that's not an option. Believing in him means believing in, in what he said. That, that we've got these, these red letters in our Bibles, as Tony referred to them last week. And, and um, these words uh, of Jesus, and, and it's not enough just to read them or to talk about them, or even to pray about them, but that if we really believe in him, then we must do them. We, we must do them, And so that's kind of the, the perspective, um, if you will, or maybe the lens through which I, I want us to, to look at our scripture for today. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 7 today, if you want to follow along in, in your own Bibles. It'll, it'll also be up on the screens. But before we dive into that, I, just, I want to give you three questions. Three questions that we're going to use to kind of frame, uh, frame our discussion today, okay, that we're going to use to kind of uh, pick apart this, this scripture and, and really kind of get to where we're going. And so the first one is, uh, what does it say? What, what does it say? Literally, you know, we're going to read it and say, what does, what does the scripture say? What did Jesus say? And then the second one is, what does it mean? What, do, what does it mean? What was the context? What did, did Jesus mean when he, when he said it? We're going to dig into that a little bit. And, and then the last one is, what does it mean to me? Because we believe that the, the, the Bible is living and breathing and active and it is relevant for us today and every day. And so what does God want to speak to me personally through, through this? What does it mean to me? Um, with, with that said, again, we'll be in Matthew chapter 7, uh, starting in verse 21, verses 21 to 23. And this is, this is Jesus. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Right off the bat, it gets pretty deep, doesn't it? Jesus isn't holding back or, or pulling any, any punches. Um, he's clearly talking about heaven and hell. He's talking about heaven and hell here. And, and basically he, he says... Just because you call me Lord doesn't mean you're going to heaven. Just because you call me Lord, you know my name. It does not mean that you will be with me in heaven. That's that's what he said. Now, now what does it mean? In my mind, I think Jesus is is issuing a warning here. He's issuing a warning. And again, if if we have the context of of John um, 3.16, we know who Jesus is. We know what he did for us, and he loves us. And so he's giving us a a warning because he loves us, because he cares about his people and his followers. He's, he's, He's saying, hey... Warning, warning, wake up like there's, there's danger ahead, right? He, he says clearly that many of the people who believe that they're, they're going to be with him in heaven are not. In fact, it's actually the opposite. They're going to be separated from him eternally in, in hell. I don't know if you've ever been uh, had an experience or, or been to a place maybe where uh, someone or something was trying to issue you a warning and maybe you missed it or you were kind of slow to catch on, um, When I first moved here to to Kentucky in in 2010, my wife and I we we had a little apartment um, in downtown Versailles on Main Street. We lived up above a flower shop, and uh, I remember coming home from work one day and. uh, and, you know, I got cleaned up, and I started making dinner, and for some reason, as I was remembering the story, I can't remember what I was having for dinner, but I, I remember being really excited about it, like, I was super pumped about whatever this meal was going to be, but I can't remember exactly what it was, I'm sorry, but, but anyway, I'm fixing, I'm fixing this meal, and all of a sudden, um, on my way home, I should say, there was, uh, there was some weather, like, something was going on, the sky was looking kind of crazy, and it was windy, and dark, and and cloudy, and it started raining, Um, but anyway, I I proceeded with my plans for the meal that I was excited about, and, um, all of a sudden, I heard this crazy siren going on outside. I never heard one of these before, but it was this loud, crazy noise going on. I'm like, what on earth is happening? And, and my wife comes running in the room, and she's like, that's a tornado warning. That's a tornado. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah. It's, and she's trying to explain to me what it is. And, um, and, and all of a sudden, her phone rings, and, and it's her mom. And she said, did you hear that? You know, like you guys got to kind of get to safety. There's a tornado warning. And so my wife's trying to explain that to me, and I'm like, well, I, dinner's almost ready, like, let's just sit down and eat, and we'll talk about this, we'll come up with a plan, like, I'm not going anywhere right now, and she's, like, imploring me, like, we have to go, and, uh, and so finally, her, her mom must have told her, to turn on the television, right, because I think she could hear us, like, going back and forth, and so she turns on the TV, and, and she puts on the news, and there's this, the, the, the weatherman, he's looking right at the television, like, staring into the camera, and he says, Versailles, get to safety, <laughs> Get to, like, if you live in Woodford County, get to a safe place now. And I was like, oh, he's talking to me. (laughs) I look, I'm like, "Hey, we got to go. What are you messing around for? <laughs> let's, let's go. It's a tornado warning. She's looking at me like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so we grabbed the dog. We didn't have kids at the time. We, we jumped. We run downstairs, get in the car, and, and we ended up going. Her mom lived kind of out in the country, so we went to some friends who lived uh, down the road, and they had a basement. We hung out in their basement with them and their kids for about an hour or so. Luckily, nothing touched down here in Woodford County, and we were okay. But, uh, but Jesus was, I think, sounding an alarm here with these words. He's he's trying to get our attention. He's warning us. There's danger ahead. There's danger coming. Stop. Turn around. Pay attention. Come back. That's that's what I think it means. Now, what does it mean to me? Uh, Again, think think about what he said. On that day, on that day, the day he's referring to his judgment day, the day we stand before the Father and give an account for for our lives. He says, on that day, people are going to come to him saying, Lord, Lord, and they're going to start listing all these things that they did in his name. Lord, Lord, I, I started a Bible study in your name. Lord, I remembered, I, I memorized all four gospels. Lord, I, I never missed a, a Sunday school class. Lord, I raised my kids in the church. Lord, Lord. And Jesus says, I never knew you. I, I never knew you. In other words, you, you know my name, but you don't know my heart. You, you know my name and you know the activities that surround my name, but you don't, you don't know me. You give me lip service, but I, I I ask for life service. That's what he said. So so again, what does that mean to me? Well, first I think we need to consider the source, because that, that's what we do, right? When we uh whenever we consider uh, we consider the source whenever it comes to to a piece of information that we get, right? Like if I'm gonna if if I'm if I'm if I'm gonna watch the news. Okay, if, if I watch Fox News or I watch MSNBC, I'm going to get two completely different stories, right? So you got to consider the source. If I'm in line at the grocery store, at the checkout counter, and I see those, the tabloids they have, and, and I go ahead and start, start reading the front page, and it's like 50-pound newborn baby was born today. Aliens came and, and, like, you know, invaded this Hollywood actor's house. And right? I can't take that for what, what it says, right? I take it with a grain of salt because I consider the source. I consider the source, and so I don't take it seriously. But if my wife, on the other hand, comes to me with some concerns or she shares something with me, I'm going to take that with a, with a lot more weight, right? I'm going I'm to pay attention because we have a relationship, and, and I know who she is, and, she, and I trust her, and she knows me, and, and, and I love her. So consider the source. Amen. Consider the source. Ultimately, what these words mean to you depend on how you see or what you think about Jesus. A.W. Tozer um, Famous preacher, pastor, theologian, he, he, one of my favorite quotes of his says, what, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. What comes into your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. Why? Because it determines how you think, which informs what you believe. Consider the source. Consider the source. Who is Jesus to you? Is, is Jesus Christ just another historical figure? Is he? Is he? Was he just a man? A lot of people believe he was a man, a great man at that. He did great things, but he was he was just a man. Is he? Is he? A, is he a fairy tale? Some people believe that it's it's good. He did all this great. That's a fairy tale. Everyone needs something to believe in, right? And so this gives kids hope, and it gives us hope. And so some people believe he was he was just a fairy tale. Who is he to you? Is he God? Is he Messiah, yeah. our Lord and Savior? Yeah. And, and depending on how you answer that question depending on your view of jesus christ there are there are three real responses that i think we can see to to what he had to say the first one we can ignore it we can ignore it believe it or not lots of people ignored jesus on the day that he said these words just like a lot of people ignore his words today and we uh he, he was speaking to a culture a lot like the one we have here at Journey Church or maybe in the, the, the other churches that, that surround our, our community. He was speaking to people who were around Christianity, people who, who grew up around religion. They understood religious activities. They, they knew what the Bible was. They knew what, what church was. They maybe even sang some, some songs together and attended some, some gatherings together, and they even knew to call him Lord, Lord. But at the end of the day, they ignored the warning. They ignored the warning, and, and maybe if we're being honest, maybe, maybe you can relate to that this morning. Maybe that, that's you today, but, but I just I want, I want to emphasize that the reality is every single week, we sit in a Sunday service, and we get the opportunity to hear the, the word of, of God. We get to, to hear what Jesus said, and then we can choose. We can choose to ignore it. We have that option. I'll share something with you all. I'm not particularly proud of this, but in the interest of being real, I'll, I'll share it with you all. Um, you know, typically on most nights, uh, if you come to our house, uh, b- by the end of the night after we've had dinner and put our girls to bed and, and all that stuff, you can find my wife and I on the couch, and uh, we'll be either watching TV or hanging out or talking or whatever whatever the case may be. But I have... I have something, there's something inside of me that have, it's like a button or a switch or something that happens um, every, every night around 9 p.m. It's right around that time, give or take, I shut down. Like I shut down. I'm, I'm here, but I'm not really here. I'm out to lunch, like emotionally, spiritually, mentally, like I'm gone right? And, and, and um, so, so this happens pretty regularly. And so we'll be sitting on the couch and, and w- what happens, the part I'm not proud about is that um, this happens to coincide very often with the time that my wife wants to connect, like, the time where she wants to, like, let's talk about our relationship and our future and our kids and about your day and all that, all that good stuff, right? And so these, these two things don't typically go together. And so pretty much how this works out a lot of times is, is I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm here, but I'm not here. And she's, she's talking, and I, subconsciously I know enough to respond. But they're like, one-word response, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, wow. Like, Really? that's crazy. I told you she was crazy, right? Sometimes I'll mix it up just to kind of, so sometimes I get in trouble if you get too creative. <laughs> awesome. But, 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 you know, o- over time, especially when I try to get creative like that, she picks up on the fact that I haven't been really paying attention, that this whole time I was ignoring her, okay? I was, I was, I was there, but I wasn't there. I was ignoring her. Um, again, not proud of that, but, but, but I think we can take something from it, because uh, I, I think this is where, what a lot of church people do, don't we? If, if we're honest, sometimes we're here, but we're not, we're not here. We, we're more attuned to our cell phones than, than to the word of God. We, we care more about where we're going to lunch after than, than where the word of God might take us. We are, we're more preoccupied with whatever happened on the way to church than, than we are with what Jesus might be able to do to fix it. We we, we ignore it. We're, we're here, but, but we're not here. And, and, and I just want to wanna let you know, <laughs> very simply, we, you can do that. You have that option. He gives us a choice. We can ignore it. You and I can choose to ignore it. But, but here's the deal. You also need to understand that it doesn't, it doesn't end well for the people that do. He, Jesus said that himself. He said it. Get away from me, you evildoers. I, I never knew you. His cousin John said, they will not see life. God's wrath remains on that. And so the point I'm trying to make is you, I believe you, you can't really believe that Jesus is who he says he is and ignore this. Because if you believe he's the king of kings, our Lord and Savior, and, and you, you hear him issue you this warning, you're going to receive it differently, aren't you? Because you know who he is and what he's done for you and how much he loves you. You can't help but respond, right? You have to respond. You can't ignore this. So that's, uh, that, that's the first response I think we see. Excuse me. The second one is similar, but I think sometimes we dismiss it. We dismiss it. Again, this is similar to ignoring it, except usually the reason you dismiss something is because you can explain it away. Like I can point to something to, to explain why I'm dismissing this. I'll use myself for an example. Before I actually met Jesus for myself and entered into a relationship with him, um, I dismissed things that he said for years. Because I could point to, to Christians to explain it away. So I would point to people that I knew who called themselves Christians, but, but their lives, if you looked at them, would not, would not tell you that. You couldn't tell by, by looking at them because they were, they were out getting drunk or they were stepping out on their wives or, or they were gossiping, gossiping behind people's backs. Or I'd overhear them making racist comments or, or telling dirty jokes. And, and so... I remember thinking, they don't believe what Jesus said. They don't believe what Jesus said because I see the way that they live and I see the things that they say and the things that they're, they're doing and I, and I hear them talk and it's nothing like Jesus. It sounds nothing like Jesus. And so I just, I want you to understand today, if, if you're a Christian in the room this morning, especially, there are people out there who say, I'm not going to take Jesus seriously. And the reason is because they're looking at Christians who are not taking Jesus seriously. And if that doesn't land heavy on your hearts right now as a Christian in the room, I have to question whether or not you're, you're awake. I have to question whether you are alive in Christ and he is alive in you. Um, and and you're not, if you're not looking at the people in your neighborhood or in your office or in your community as souls with eternal destinations. We got we to wake up. This is, this is what he said. And so I pray, I pray that, that we would be a church That wakes up to what Jesus said. And that we would not allow people to dismiss what he said by the way that we live. Please don't underestimate the responsibility you have as a Christian. The the moment you raised your hand and said, I want to follow Jesus. I I want to accept him into my life and and I want to give him my life and, and live for him. You became a representative of his. The apostle Paul said you are an ambassador of Christ. I'm not trying to pick on anybody here today. I'm not trying to, to, to beat you up or, or, or bring you down or make you feel bad. But the reality is if that people can dismiss Jesus because of the way that you live, that should, you should feel some conviction in here. You should feel some conviction. And so I just want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. The, the Bible says this life is a mist. It's a mist. We're here one moment. We're gone the next. And so you have this small window of opportunity. this this small chance to influence the people in your life for Jesus Christ. Let's not let them dismiss him because of the way we're living. So you got got those two two choices so far. When it comes to this conversation that Jesus is having, you can choose to ignore it, you can choose to dismiss it, or you can choose to believe it. You can choose to believe it. And this is is what I want to encourage each and every one of you to do today. Believe it. Believe it. Jesus said, if, if I could rephrase this for you in, in my own words, okay? Jesus said, there's a lot of people that go to church who are not going to heaven. I'm going to say that again. Some of y'all might want to write it down. There's a lot of people that are going to church that are not going to be in heaven. Jesus said, there's lots of people who do church activities who will not go to heaven because they're not doing church activities for, for Jesus. They're doing them for themselves. They're, they're making much of themselves making much of Jesus. They, they come to church with ulterior motives. They, they come to church. They show up at church so that other people will think well of them. And I, just, I just want to encourage you, if, if, if even a small part of you today is feeling that conviction, if you're thinking, man, that could be me, make today the day you decide to take him at his word. And instead of letting it harden you or, or push you away from him, let it, let it soften you up. Let it soften up some of that hard, hard ground in, in your heart and draw you closer to him. Repent. Turn, turn away from your sin. Turn back towards him. Listen to his warning. Take a, take a real authentic step today in your Christian walk. With Jesus. That's what he said. That's what Jesus said. And, and again, if you're a little bit uncomfortable right now, if 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 some of what I'm saying is rubbing you the wrong way, good. That's called conviction. That's called conviction. And don't get upset with me about it, because this isn't what I said, it's not what Raph said, it's what Jesus said. It's what he said. He said, There's gonna be a lot of people that know to call me Lord. A lot of people that know my name, Jesus, and there's a lot of people that are going to stand before me on Judgment Day, and they might be able to quote a Bible verse or two, or they might even be able to recite some hymns, but I never knew them. I never knew them. They never knew me. And so I came believing here today that there are some some men and and some women here today who who want to get this right. And, and, And I want you to know I've been praying for you. I've been praying for y'all all all, all week, whether you're a student or a volunteer, a single mom, a um, a, 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 a working mother, a a grandmother, whoever it is. I've been praying for you. Many, Jesus said, many will cry out, Lord, Lord, didn't we do all this for you? And he says, get away from me, you evildoers. You didn't listen to my warning. And it's, it's a really loving thing when you think about it. If you can really wrap your mind around it, it it's, it's a really loving thing that God would give us the opportunity to be here today so that we can hear this warning. Again, consider the source. We've got to consider the source. This is not a mean, angry God who's up there sitting on his throne, scowling down, just throwing stones at us. That's not him. The, the Bible says very clearly that Jesus Christ's love is what compels us. His love is what leads us to repentance. It's his love that leads us into submission. Paul said it this way in Romans 5.8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That while you were at your worst, Jesus Christ made the choice. He made the decision. I'm gonna die for them because I love them so much. That's what he did. Jesus Christ loves you. He loves you so much, in fact, that he left heaven to come to earth and die on a cross for your sins and for mine, the ones that we deserve to die for. And that, that really happened. That really happened. We need to understand that. He loves you enough to do that. This isn't a fairy tale. This isn't something that we could just dismiss or, or ignore. If you believe that he is who he says he is and you believe that he loves you, then you've got to respond. You've got to respond. It's his love that you would respond to. and The way that you respond is by saying, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior for real. Not just lip service, but life service. You can have my all, Jesus. You can have it all. I give you my my obedience. I give you my relationships. I give you my marriage. You can have my kids. You can have my career. I give you my future. You can have everything. It is. Everything about me, Jesus, it's yours. Everything I have in this life is yours because I love you back. That's the only reasonable response if you believe what he said. What did he say? We read it. You heard it. We read it all the time. What did it mean? Warning. Danger. Wake up, everybody. That's what it meant. What does it mean to me? Now you get to respond. You get to make that decision. You get to make that choice for yourself. You can ignore it. You can dismiss it. Or you can believe it and say, yes, Jesus. Yes, i want to get this right. I'm going to live for you. If you would, I'm going to ask everyone to close their eyes and bow their heads every head down, every eye closed, I want to acknowledge I've been talking a lot to and about Christians this morning. But if you're here today and you are not a Christian, you do not follow Jesus, if you don't know him, I want you to know that my heart is for you. I've been praying especially hard for you all week long. And and if, if you're here today, I want you to know you get a chance to respond too. Maybe today's the first day that you realize that on your worst day is when Jesus decided he loved you so much he wanted to die for you. If that's you in the room right now and you want to make that decision, again with every eye closed, every head down, I just I want you to raise your hand so I can pray for you. Because something powerful happens when you when you outwardly express what's going on inside your heart. So on three, if that's you, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand and I'm just gonna pray with you. One, two, three. Today's your day. If that's you, just put them up. Jesus, thank you for loving us so much that you went to to, you chose to die for us and not because of anything that we could ever do for you but just because of how much you love us Jesus I pray for decisions being made in the room today God that you would that you would comfort the afflicted but that you would afflict the comfortable God and and all because you love them so much pray that, that, that no one, no one, God, outside these walls would ever be able to dismiss you and what you said and what you've done because of us. God, encourage us, inspire us, give us the, the boldness and the courage and the faith to go out there and live as Jesus' people. So grateful for your love and your grace and your mercy, God. Help us to leave here differently than the way we came in. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.